Hello everyone, my name is Alina and I'm an immigrant, or I was. Welcome back to Traveling Inside Out, a podcast about exploring the world within or out. I know the most of my stories are about my travels, but I haven't just traveled in other countries. I also live there. So I moved there for a different period of time. And this actually happened for different times in my life. And depending where I was in life uh, back then, that's uh, the reason why I moved in a specific country, why I moved exactly in that country, and how long I stayed. Now, I do want to mention all four of, uh, of the moments when I decided to move abroad and what I learned from, those, uh, from that period. However, I'm not sure exactly how long it's going to take. So it might be that this is going to be divided in two or more episodes. So we will see how it's going to go. The first time ever when I moved outside of my country was just for a couple of months. So it was just two months. And um, it was in 2009 so i would say yeah it was 10 years ago but it was the end of the year okay um that year was a really rough one for me because after working as a tv producer at a local television i got i didn't even get fired as people would go it was just that my show went on a break and then it never started a second uh, season. But I was never officially let go. They were just saying, yeah, you're just going to be on a break for like a month or so, and then we're going to call you back. And then they never called me back. <laughs> so basically, that's what happened. Now, unfortunately, in the same month when I was let go from work, uh, the boyfriend at the time uh, decided to break up with me through a text message and then again i've never heard from him ever again so it was a rough few months in which i was really struggling to figure myself out and as it happens i got accepted to a master uh, that i really wanted so the year before i tried and i didn't get accepted so then i was like okay you know what I'm going to try again because to be fair, when I really, really, really want something, I'm trying until I get it. And then I will see if I still want it by the time I get it. But I'm trying until I get it. It's going to take me years. I know, but it doesn't matter. So for the second year, when I tried, I got accepted. Um, however, it was very expensive for someone who did not have a job. Because wherever I tried, I was not able to land a job. I was actually living with my grandparents. So it was not a happy moment. Like it was not happy, happy moment of my life. And because I was kind of desperate because I got accepted into the master and I was not able to afford 
because I had to pay for it. It was not a lot of money, but again, for someone who didn't have a job and I was literally living on my grandparents, like with my grandparents and like I didn't have an income at all, um, it was extremely expensive. So my parents decided to help me with uh, just being basically in order, in, in, in order to be able to enroll I had to pay an amount of money and they said, okay, we can help you with just uh, making sure that you, you are enrolled, but the rest of it, you have to figure yourself out. Uh, because of course I got accepted and then I had to pay in like one week and I was like, I don't have this money. I don't know what I'm going to do and so on. So they were kind enough to help me out and then I had to figure it out. So I started asking people, every single person that I know, and like that, one of my ex-flatmates that moved to Denmark asked me, are you willing to work anything? Um, because I might have a job for you. And I was like, whatever it takes, it doesn't matter. I just need the money to, I want to, uh, to be able to put myself through, uh, through the master. And the master was for two years. However, I know for I knew for sure that I'm going to pay for the first year. So if my grades would have been good enough, I wouldn't have had to pay for the second year. Um, but of course, that would depend on me again. Okay, so um, it was literally and it it kind of happened like this every single time when I moved to another country, it was always a matter of weeks since the moment when I decided to, uh, okay, you have green, like green light to move to another country and then they, the actual flying away. Um, so what happened is that, uh, my friend said it was, I think it was end of no October, or end of October, beginning of November, something like that. No, it was end of October. And she told me that uh, her uh, partner is working in a fish factory and that they need more people because it's the holidays and they are working uh, double shift other than the regular. So they need more people and that would make me um i would just work in a fish factory but i would gain probably it i know it was like probably now at the end of the like now i know back then i was not sure exactly how much i was gonna make because it was all about um it, it was all about the hours that i was putting in and all that so i wasn't sure i just knew that is way more that i could make in romania in two months that i knew for sure especially since I was not able to land any kind of job in like, probably I think it was, yeah, it was July when I, when I got fired and, or let go or whatever. And then, yeah, as I was saying, this was end of October and I tried for the whole summer to get a job and I didn't manage to. So yeah, it was like three months in. So beginning of October, I, or, and something like that, like end of in September, I think I decided to move uh, with my, um, yeah, to move in with my grandparents because I was not able to pay a rent anymore. <laughs> so all that happened. Okay, so my friend told me, and I'm not kidding. So my friend told me on a Tuesday, I remember very well, it was on a Tuesday. 
uh, that she will ask uh, her partner to ask if uh, I would be able to go and work. And then on Saturday, Saturday morning, I, uh, my grandparents um, bought me a bus ticket. So I went for, I think it was 36 hours. So then if it was 36 hours, no, it was on Friday. So then on Friday, I don't remember. It was 36 hours. I know it was more than 24 hours. Yeah, so then on Friday morning, I think, I left for um, Denmark. I took a bus from the city where I am. Um, because, yeah, my grandparents used to, to live in exactly in the, in the apartment where I am right now. Um, so I took the bus all the way to Hamburg in Germany. And then from there, they actually uh, came and picked me up uh, with a car. And then I went and then I went uh, to Denmark. So basically on a Tuesday, she asked me, she told me, okay, let me ask. And then on Tuesday evening, she actually, I think she gave me the money for the ticket. If I remember correctly, I don't, I don't actually. <laughs> Either way, I was amazingly helped basically it was like an amazing thing that was happening to me um okay so i moved um yeah i was there something like on a on a sunday morning or like saturday evening i arrived and then i had like one sunday like a bit to realize where i am what's happening and all that and then on monday morning I went to the factory to sign some papers and then I started uh, the second shift that was starting around 3 p.m. or so, something like that. And then for two months, I was working in a fish factory as in uh, the fish factory was actually a salmon factory. Um, and what we were doing, so I was doing one of two things. The factory itself was about basically getting the fish the salmon and then either um, smoke it or salt it, I don't know. And then we were in the line of um, putting the flavors on it <clears throat> or the spices and um, to put it in little trays, like the measurement, we were told what the measurement is, we put it in little trays, and then it would go to the packaging to um, actually, uh, I don't know, I don't know how you say that in English, whatever, and then to like finish the pack packaging, put it in the uh, bigger package, and then send off. <clears throat> because I am a short little woman and I was the same 10 years ago um, I was put in uh, in charge most of the time I was in charge of adding the spices on all I the, the spices on the fish which was and I'm not kidding I was literally staying in between those two lines those two uh, I just realized now that I don't know how to use English words <laughs> So I was just staying basically in a space that it was probably like one meter on one meter. I was between and I was uh, uh, stepping on a, on a plastic box because I was too short. And all the time I would just like put the flavors on the left and on the right in such a way that on Thursday I still remember like it was yesterday. 
So I started working on Monday. On Thursday, every single muscle in my body hurt. And I was so confused as in how can I have like a, like muscle pain on my back? I didn't even know that that's possible until then. And I'm not kidding. Um, it was a rough, it was a rough uh, experience because up until then, I didn't have a physical job. I had um, worked before as a vendor out in the street, but that was like just for two weeks. Um, it was bit okay. It was not easy, but it was not that bad either. It was also just for two weeks. And other than that, I didn't have a job. Um, other than being, of course, as I was saying, a TV producer, and that's not a physical job. I don't have to carry stuff. I don't have to like, physically work with something. So it was my first physical job, and it was just, uh, it was bad because I was not good at it. I was not fast enough. I was making mistakes. The people that I was working with, they were most of the workers in the factory, they were Polish and they would not speak English. They would not speak Danish. I wasn't speaking Danish either. They would always speak Polish at me and I would be like, I don't understand you. They were yelling at me because I was not fast enough. Um, yeah, so, um, and when, when I was doing the spices, sometimes would be spices that were really, really spicy, and I would sneeze a lot, and I would try not to sneeze, and my nose was, like, horrible, um, and then, of course, uh, not only that, but as I was saying, I got accepted to a master. Now, the master was actually, the first year was online. And for people who think that uh, studying online is way easier than studying offline, I have to tell you, you are very wrong. Because when it is, or at least it was in my case, when it was about studying online, guess what? They were able to count the minutes when I was online. <clears throat> they were able to see exactly how many times I got involved in a subject and how many times I talked about something and uh, how my answers uh, actually made sense. So it was, I had to be like perfect. And then we would also have projects every single week and it was just overwhelming. Not only that, but then the host, so the host that they were really amazingly kind enough to just host me for two months without asking any kind of money from me. Um, so one of them, I mean, yeah, had um, a cleaning company. And uh, his job was, of course, to clean the factory where I was working. And I've done it in such a way that uh, I started helping him. And so my job, I was working technically from 3 p.m. to 11 p.m. And then I was helping him from after midnight when everybody really left the, um, the building, the factory, it was just two of us. It was just two of us. I was helping him cleaning the, the factory. 
which meant that I would go, I would, I would get back home some like somewhere close to 4 a.m., 5 a.m., 3 a.m. If we were really fast, it was 3 a.m., but then sometimes it was 4, 5 p.m. And uh, I'm not going to lie. I hated this. And uh, it took me a lot to understand. And he was actually uh, the person who kind of opened up my eyes and start stop being so... Um, maybe not self-absorbed, that I think it was then when I realized that not everything, like I don't deserve everything that is best in the world. I have to work for that. Um, because even though, again, even though I didn't have a perfect life or anything like that, but nothing was really, really too difficult for me up until then. And I was in my 20s, right? So I can't complain that much. Um, <clears throat> and it was then also when I realized that some challenges that I have are there just to make me really think through, just to show and to prove that I cannot, uh, I, and I'm, I'm not, I'm not kidding. I used to be like this. I used to think, oh, I can't reach the top shelf okay then f that i don't i don't actually want whatever is in the top shelf instead of just put yourself on a chair and take the damn damn thing from the, from the shelf you mean you know what i mean <laughs> i don't know if it's a good example or not but uh yeah so um I still remember that it was, and I mean, I was smelling like fish. My hair was smelling like fish. Um, I, I was getting so uh, used with the smell that I wouldn't feel it anymore. And again, so I was working from 3 p.m. to all the way to 3 or I think I was leaving home around 2 and something p.m. Um, and I would get back home around two or th three, four a.m. or something like that. And then I would, I, I remember still, I, I still remember now that I would be able to do, to, I was not able to do both of them. So I would either take a shower or I would eat. I would not have time to do both of them because I was so tired because then I would wake up somewhere around uh, midday to try to do the master thing. So to try to be online, to try to be active, um, to work on my uh, whatever projects I had to do every single week. Um, so I was exhausted. <clears throat> I'm so sorry about my <clears throat> voice. And I still remember during my shifts at the factory that I was literally biting my tongue because I didn't want to cry, but I was struggling so much to not cry because I was in pain physically and emotionally. I'm not going to lie. It was really rough emotionally because I just put myself in that and I just knew that I need those money and I just knew that that's what I, I needed in order to be able to do the master. And I knew that it's not going to last forever. And I'm not going to lie. That was actually one of the reasons that I kept going was that I knew it's not going to last. It's just for two months and then I'm over with this. Um, but it was also then when I realized 
And it's gonna sound probably weird, but it was then when I realized that some people can help you just because they want to help you, not expecting anything in return. And it took me uh, by surprise because probably growing up in a, in a country that was recovering from communism, um, I would suspect everyone who would be, and this is, I don't know if it's how I was raised, but this is what I've seen around me. If somebody was really nice, it was for sure because they wanted something from me. And it was then when I realized they didn't want anything. Like at the end, when I finally got my paycheck and I was like, okay, so how much do I owe you guys? They were like, no, this would, this should be your money. Just make sure that you will pay it forward when you have the opportunity. And I was overwhelmed with that. Again, I had it, um, I think it took me probably more, more, I think it took me one month to actually start embracing the uh, situation I was in, to start embracing the experience and uh, to accept actually um, the changes that would, um, would happen in my life. And even nowadays, when people are asking me, what was your most interesting experience and so on, I'm always saying that those two months in Denmark <clears throat> were the months that changed my life forever for the better. It was then when I realized that I have to work my ass off to actually reach whatever I'm, whatever my goal is. Um, it was then when I realized that people can have it way rougher than I do because I was there for two months, but then there were people there that were working. That was their life. And I, I appreciated even more what I had before and after that. Um, I also started to understand better what it means to waste time. And I'm not perfect. I'm still wasting time from time to time. I'm not going to say that. Um, I also hated, 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 hated so much to swipe the floor. <laughs> I still remember that I was saying that. <clears throat> I was saying that I will not swipe a floor for one year after that experience. And then the funny thing is that when I finally went back home, it was just before holidays, before the Christmas, um, I took a plane, of course, as you do. Uh, so I, yeah, I, I took a, actually I took two flights because I had to change in, there were, back then there were no direct flights from Denmark to Romania. So the, the second flight that I took was, um, a flight in which I had uh, food uh, provided, so the meal was provided in within the ticket, and the first thing that I got was salmon, and I was like, no, if you salmon, I don't want to see you ever again, and it was like that, I think, like, for one year or for, like, probably, I don't know, six months or more, I was not able to not even look <laughs> in the direction of a salmon. But now, 10 years later, I love salmon. Um, it is too expensive to bite as much as I would like to, but I do love salmon. So this concludes today's episode. Um, 
I know I said it that I, I want to say about uh, others, uh, the other times when I, I was an immigrant. So it happened uh, three more times. Once I was an exchange student in Turkey. Another time I was a volunteer in Tunisia. And then the fourth time I started as a volunteer in Iceland, but then I was actually working there um, as a full-time employee. But more about that in future episodes. Probably I'm gonna do. Maybe I should do one of uh, one of um, one per month about this. Uh, just let me know if you're interested to hear about what other things changed in my life after living in another country for a longer period of time. Um, if you like it, don't forget to subscribe or favor or whatever is the thing that you can do on uh, the platforms that you're listening to my podcast on. You can listen on 13 different uh, platforms. And of course, uh, you can also send me a voice message on Anchor app or you can find me on Twitter. You can also send me any kind of questions you might have on Twitter at Alina's underline wonders. Or you can find me basically, basically just like <coughs> Jesus. <coughs> just write Alina's wonders uh, on the internet and you can <coughs> reach, uh, reach me like that. One more thing for those who didn't listen to my bonus episode. Um, I got accepted to uh, record a podcast on, um, so my podcast, Traveling Inside Out, got, got accepted to record an episode on Anchor Podcast Lab, and I'm I'm going to go there. I have to go there, um, but because it's it's really far away, flying from Romania to New York, where the studio is, I would need a tiny bit of help to to make it to New York. Um, so I started the campaign. You you can find it um, again, as you can find me, you can find the campaign as well on Go Get Fund Me. Any, any, like even if you want to donate one euro, it counts. Or if you, if you, if you can't donate, uh, I'm also happy if you just share my cause because it's something that exactly what as, as I was talking, um, I have to, <clears throat> I don't know what's happening with my voice. I have to overcome this challenge because I really do want to make it to New York, to make it to um, <laughs> basically to record in a studio, in, a, in an amazing studio. <clears throat> Thank you for your time. And remember, follow your dreams and stay true to yourself. Bye.